This is Mastering College to Career, and you are listening to How to Get a Job, College Student Edition, a podcast for international students and graduates looking for unique insights and strategies from industry thought leaders. All right, look, welcome, 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 everybody. I'm super excited that you're all here today. Um, today, I'm going to be covering a presentation, and this presentation has taken me about eight years to build over 10,000 hours of learning and practicing career advice and working with thousands of students to perfect this formula. Uh, this same content that I'm about to share with you is what before COVID, universities used to pay me thousands of dollars to go to their universities and talk to their career service department and talk to students about this strategies. And if you execute just even half of what I'm about to tell you, you're going to dramatically increase your chances of landing your dream job. And you'll instantly, just by just applying the simple strategies, you'll instantly beat 95% of all other applicants. And I know, I get it, like this sounds too good to be true. And, and, I, and I understand that. But all I need is for you to just pay attention for 45 minutes and you will see what I'm talking about and I will prove it to you. And I'll even challenge you to show me why it wouldn't work. Um, and this same strategy, like I said, we've been implementing this with clients for over eight years. Um, it has over a 95% success rate in allowing you to get a job in less than 90 days, whatever your goal date is. You know, if obviously if you're graduating a year, then um, you, 90 days is not the case for you. But if you're looking for a job and you wanted to start ASAP, this will allow you to get a job in less than 90 days, hands down, I'll bet my life on it, right? Uh, I bet my life on it. That's how confident I am. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to share my screen. Um, take notes. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this is going to change everything. It's going to be a total game changer. All right. So how to instantly beat 95% of all other applicants. So that it allows you to get more interviews, more internships, and ultimately land your dream job. Okay. So here's the problem. The internet has made it so easy for all of you to apply to jobs, right? In the past, like really, really, even before my, my time, right? Before the internet, you would have to go to the physical location to apply for a job. Now, because of the internet, because of LinkedIn, because of Monster, because of Indeed, because of Handshake, you can sit in your computer and apply to hundreds of jobs a day, right? Sim simple apply button on LinkedIn. You can just submit your resume and use the same resume for hundreds of companies. Now, that's a good thing, but it's also a horrible thing. It's a good thing for you because we're, we, we apply and we think we're being proactive, but here's the problem, right? Everybody's doing it. Therefore, companies get hundreds and if you're looking for a Fortune 500 company, thousands of applicants, thousands of applicants, and it becomes extremely hard to get noticed, therefore very, very hard to then manage all those applications to the company. So what happens? You sit in your computer, you submit your resume to all these job sites, uh, and you wait in your computer, and all you do is get rejection emails or you get ghosted, right? And that is just because of the massive amounts of applications companies get, and that is a losing strategy. Look, if your strategy is a shotgun approach and is to apply to every single company you meet the minimum qualifications for and submit the same resume, it would be as the same thing as me telling you, hey, everybody, I have a dream 
of buying a mansion and a plane. And the way that I'm going to become rich enough to do this is by playing the lottery. Sure, some people play the lottery and win, but for that vast majority of people, it is a losing strategy. And statistically speaking, and, and, and statistically speaking, um, it is it's gonna, you're going to fail, right? And it's the same thing if you're looking for a job and all you do is apply online. Statistically speaking, it's going to take you forever, right, to do that. Now, what is yeah. the right strategy, right? What is the right strategy. And I'm going to show you that, but let me show you first what happens when you apply online. So when you apply online, this is not even my information. This is coming from Inc or from JobScan or from Glassdoor, right? The average application gets 250 resumes. That's an average, right? So Fortune 500 gets thousands, very, very, maybe small companies like mine. If I were to put a job posting, I might only get 10, right? But the average is 250. Now companies can't interview all 250 it just doesn't make sense they don't have the labor they just it's not efficient it's not effective so they'll bring in and interview only four to six and only one person gets the job so just try to do the math right um that it's really hard to get a job right and this is why most of you are here and trying to figure this out now companies have to use some sort of software to be able to go through this, right? And they use what something's called an applicant tracking system. And it allows, it scans your resume, looks for keywords, or even utilizes recruiters or coordinators to scan your resume. And even when a recruiter looks at it, they might only be spending seven to 10 seconds on a resume. So um, that is the problem that we're dealing with today. So I'm going to change that approach. I'm going to show you how you get noticed, how you gain visibility, because if there's one big takeaway that I want you to learn today is that visibility is more important than ability. And I know, don't kill me, you probably worked really hard to have a good GPA and it's still important and it can help you. But if nobody knows you exist, it doesn't matter, right? And so let me tell you why you should trust the strategy that I'm about to share with you, right? Um, the results, the strategies that I'm about to walk you through, this is a five-step process that I'm about to walk you through, has helped thousands of students get, get jobs with pretty much every company you can think of. All the fan companies, Google, Microsoft, Apple, Tesla, right? Uh, Procter & Gamble, the big banks, Deloitte, McKenzie, BC, BCG, uh, you name it, right? And like I was telling you before, these strategies on average, and I'm giving you actual numbers from our clients that we've worked with, right? On average, from today, if you start implementing this today, in less than 90 days, in less than three months, you will have a job, right? Um, our clients itself, all of our clients get jobs, but within over 90% of them get jobs in less than 90, in, in 90 days utilizing this strategy. And, um, and that's a slide for something else. But so here's the five steps. And I'm going to go through all these five steps, primarily going to focus on the first four because they're the most applicable to you at this particular moment. And this is what this presentation is all about, right? So step number one is clarity. Step number two is visibility. Step number three is networking. Step number four is interviewing. And then step number five is financial freedom or salary negotiation. So let's go deeper in each single step. Step number one, clarity. The first thing I want you to understand is that you cannot be the, the ideal candidate for all people. Now, 
every time I speak at universities, I would ask students what type of job search strategies they would do. And for the vast majority of people, they have a shotgun strategy. And maybe you're looking at this right now and you can understand this is probably you. So if you are just going on job boards and finding companies in which you meet the minimum qualifications for and applying online, that is a shotgun approach. What I want you to do is actually change that to a sniper approach. And think about this for a second, okay? You can't be the ideal candidate for over 7 million companies that are out there today, right? In the US alone, there's over 7 million companies. There's impossible for you to be the ideal candidate. It's the same reason why I'm not here to tell you today that I am the, the career expert for everybody. No. You have to have a sniper approach of job search in just the same way that I could tell you here that I'm not the career expert for everybody looking for a job in the world. I particularly focus for recent grads and seniors that are first generation minority college students, right? Because that's my expertise, right? I focus my attention and that's what I need you to do the same way. I need you to focus on a handful of companies. I need you to focus on 10 to 20 companies. I want you to understand, have clarity on what your job, your companies is, and then become an expert and position yourself as the ideal candidate for that. So focus wins, focus wins. And I know this is a little counterintuitive because I'm essentially saying, hey, I only want you to apply to 20 companies, but trust me, when you apply to 20 companies and you follow the next couple of steps on how to apply the right way, you're going to get more interviews than if you had applied to 200 companies. Let me explain that, right? So number two is visibility, right? Which is all about personal branding so that you can get noticed. Now, once, the, once you've created a target list of companies and jobs that you want to go after, I want you to then build the visibility that starts with building a personal brand, right? So identifying what your identity is, like how identifying what is it that the companies are looking for and then building yourself to that, you know? Uh, second, understanding your audience and then three, creating content around that. The second thing that's really important is your resume, right? Uh, your resume needs to be customized for those roles, right? Every time you apply for a role, the, you need to look at the job description, look at your current resume, and you need to adjust it. Now, here's the biggest mistake I see with students and their resumes is the fact that they have a doer's resume versus an achiever's resume. So I need you to fix that, right? So what do I mean by that? A doer's resume is when you are talking, this is the same person, right? The same skills, but a doer's resume is talking about things you did at that job versus an achiever's resume is talking about things that you achieved. Look, as someone that was a recruiter and a hiring manager for a Fortune 500 company, I care more about what you did, what made you special, how you stood out, how you went above and beyond than what you actually did, right? So I'm going to use a simple example as a server. Let's say you worked at a restaurant. Don't tell me that you serve tables, uh, that you actually serve tables and provided customer service, right? Don't, don't give me the job description of a server. Instead, tell me what you achieved. Maybe tell me the fact that you were able to get an average tip of 22% while the rest of the restaurant's average tip was 18%. Maybe tell me the fact that you're able to upsell your customers 
into buying alcohol and dessert 75% of the time, but the average table only did that 50% of the time, right? So tell me things about your achieve, quantify it. The second main thing I want you to make sure you do is that you make sure that your resume is scannable, right? That is easy for me to pick up if I'm only reviewing your resume for 10 seconds that I can quickly see the main points. And that is why your, th- your, your big sections are separated, education, skills, professional experience, activities and leadership, right? Allows me to scan through. And as a hiring manager and recruiter, allows me to be able to figure out uh, the, the information that I need to be able to move your resume forward or not, right? Now, LinkedIn, and most of you found me on LinkedIn and that you're here, right? LinkedIn is a gold mine. LinkedIn is the easiest way by far to connect with both recruiters and hire managers to help you get the visibility that you need. Now, I'm not going to go into this whole LinkedIn presentation here today because that's a masterclass in itself. But here's the important things that I need you to take away from your LinkedIn. Number one, your profile is your digital resume, right? So your profile should match your resume. But one of the things I want you to really talk about your profile is focus on the niche of the companies that you're applying for, right? Don't just say, I'm an engineer. Really talk about the industry that you want to go into. Maybe automotive engineering, right? Maybe robotics, right? Really dive into that niche. The second thing is I either want you to create content or engage in other people's content. And the third thing I want you to connect. And we're going to talk about how to network the right way in the next section. But here's the main thing I want you to think about. If a random person messages you on LinkedIn, what do you do before you reply? And and if you're like most people, you're going to check out their profile before you reply. And that is the importance of having an amazing profile. Okay. So if I messaged you, and if I did message you, right, you probably check my profile. And then you realize that I am a career coach that works with a non-traditional college student. And if you're a non-traditional college student, that resonated with you. It is the same way as job searching. Once we create a target list of companies, we identify who are the hiring managers and recruiters utilizing LinkedIn, and we do an outreach campaign of messaging them. Before they reply, they're going to check out your profile. And if your profile is done correctly and is your digital resume and is customized to the jobs that you're applying for, then you've got visibility, which will dramatically increase your chances of getting the interview. Now, you cannot do this with 200 companies, but you can for sure do this with 10 to 15 companies. Now, that takes us to networking because you found the company's clarity. You then got visibility by creating your resume and your LinkedIn profile, creating a target list of people you're going to target. And here's the rule. 10 companies that you put on your target list for every company, find five people that do the job or are the hiring managers for that job. And then I want you to network with them. And this is step number three. Oh, this is it. I kind of went for it, right? So find 10 companies that you're going to focus on, five people per company. And the idea is that you at least get one referral. And if you use this strategy and you find five people, one of them will fall into a referral because I'm going to teach you how to do it. Here's our five-step process to go from a complete stranger to a referral. Look, if you're a non-traditional college student, odds are you don't have those family connections, right? You don't have 
the people that work at your dream company that can get your foot in the door. Following this method right here, this five-step process, take a screenshot if you want, right? Will be the key to allow you to build relationships with strangers. And within a couple of weeks, one to two weeks, allow you to get them to refer to you. And I'm going to walk you through the science. This is probably one of the most powerful slides in this presentation. Number one is the connection. And the connection starts with commonality. So the idea here is not just to message anybody. The idea here is to message someone with commonality. The more you have in common, look, listen to me, everybody. The more you can have in common with the individual you're messaging, the more you're more likely to get a reply. And that is why before you message someone, you need to study them. You need to look at their profile and find it. Maybe they went to your university. Maybe they also play the same sports as you. Maybe they're from the same city and country as you. Maybe they were an international student. You're an international student, right? Maybe they were, they were they're part of the same student organization or fraternity or an organization. Maybe they're part of the same church or, 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 or same spiritual beliefs, right? The more you have in common, the better. And that's how you start the conversation with that commonality. Second step, make the first interaction about them. Here's the reality, right? Humans are selfish creatures. Everybody, everybody watching this video, you are a selfish creature. And let's, and if you disagree, put it in, the, let me know. Because here's the reality. All of you here are here for a reason. Most of you here are watching this, right? Because you want to learn the secret to landing your dream job. At the same time, I'm not doing this for free. Like, but here's the reality. I know that a percentage of you will find value in this presentation so much that you're going to want to work with us. And that allows us to grow our business. So it is a win-win situation, but ultimately we're here for selfish reasons. And most people, when they're networking, they're saying, hey, my name is Daniel. I'm a marketing student from the University of Central Florida, and I'm looking for a job, right? I just made it all about myself. But what if you did things differently? What if instead you went up to someone and maybe you said, hey, Mariana, my name is Daniel. Nice to meet you. But I'm really interested about you. I noticed that we both attended, that we're both from the same city in, Medellin, in Colombia, Medellin. And I noticed that you've been in the United States and you're now doing marketing and sales. I would love to learn about your career. I would love to learn about your journey. And when you do that and you make it about them, people will talk. People love to talk about themselves. And if you've never tried that, try that with someone you meet at, like, at a Starbucks. Like, People will talk to you. People love telling their story and let them because the more they tell you, the more they talk, the more commonalities you can find and the more commonalities you can find, the more they're willing to help you. So that's the first interaction, right? So before that first conversation ends, which is all about them and the keys for you to have them talking 75% or more. Here's the trick. Step number three, open the feedback loop. And if you've never heard of this concept, let me, let me kind of explain it to you. At the end, you're going to want to ask for a piece of advice, something that takes very little, to, little time for them to answer, but it takes at least one hour for you to execute. So for example, same example as Mariana. Mariana is a, a, a marketing manager at PepsiCo. And I go, hi, Mariana. You know, thank you so much for telling me your story. Um, I'm very interested in marketing as well. I would be, uh, I would love to know what book do you suggest I learn to help me improve my, I don't know, social media skills, right? That advice of what book I should read 
might take Mariana 10 seconds to tell me, right? Maybe five. Now imagine what happens if I go and actually read that book. And then I go back to Mariana and say, hey, Mariana, thank you so much for that, for that recommendation. This was, this was my top three takeaways from the book, right? What you did is one, it allows you to come back to Mariana and restart the conversation. Two, it proved to Mariana that I will actually execute her advice and that she's not wasting her time with me, right? Because here's the thing, most people are good. If I were to ask you the question, if a high school student came and asked you for 10 minutes of your time, would you give it to them? I did this poll on LinkedIn and over 97% of people said yes. So that means people are good. The reality is that they don't have time, but it's never a time issue. It's the priority issue. So when you're able to ask for advice and execute it, you just show them you're not going to waste their time. And that should make you a little bit of a priority. Now, during the time it takes you to read this book, right? Because you're probably not going to read this overnight. It might take you a week. It might take you two weeks, right? It might be not even a book. It could be anything else, right? It can be what LinkedIn learning to watch or what YouTube to watch, right? You're only limited by your imagination. During this time, you find job openings in their company and in their department. And that's what step number four comes in. And so I would go back to Mariana and say, hey, Mariana, uh, thank you so much for that advice on the book. Um, it's amazing. Uh, my, my biggest takeaways were A, B, and C. I do have a question for you. You know, from learning from your story, I found it extremely passionate. I, I, I saw your passion for PepsiCo and it made me want to look into the company more. And I absolutely fell in love with it the more research I did on PepsiCo. I did find this job as an associate marketing, uh, as marketing associate. And I, I'm going to apply. But before I apply, do you mind reviewing my resume? You know, I know PepsiCo is competitive and I just want to make sure I have a really good shot. Now, listen to what I did right here, right? What I did right here is really important. I didn't just ask for a referral. I asked them for a resume review. And what that allows me to do is to build that trust again. Because I've already built, I, they already know that you're going to execute, right? Mariana already knows that she already gave me the book. I already read it. If she gives me feedback on my resume, I'm going to do it. And then the second thing that allows, allows me to do is it allows me to get my resume really read more than seven seconds to bypass the applicant tracking system by a hiring manager or by someone in my dream company. Now, Mariana gives me feedback and I, and I know, and I execute that feedback. Now I know that Mariana knows that my resume is great and that I'm a good fit for the role. I've already built some sort of report and this is step number five. This is where the magic happens. This is how you ask for the referral without asking for the referral. This is how you make it seem like it's their idea to refer to you. You say, hey, Mariana, thank you so much. I changed, I made the changes you asked me to. Now I am going to apply tomorrow. Now I know, again, PepsiCo is so competitive. Who do you recommend me speak to in order to ensure that I get an interview? Look, all I really need is to make sure that I get the visibility so I get a fair shot so that I can get to the interview. Because I know once I get to the interview, I'm going to prove the hiring manager that I'm the right fit. Now, if you did the research in the beginning the right way, you were probably speaking to the hiring manager or someone in the team of the hiring manager, right? Now, if they're not the right person, then in that scenario, Mariana could point you to the right person. But most of the time in this, in this case, what you're going to see is that Mariana will say, hey, 
Daniel, um, I'm actually, um, my manager is actually the hiring manager. I would be more than happy to give your resume to them, right? And that is where the magic happens because at this point, Mariana is probably really confident in giving the resume to your manager. One, she's already seen it. She's already know what it looks like. And two, she already knows you execute it, right? And so you've built that level of trust. And let me tell you number three reason why they would do this. Most companies have a referral program that incentivizes their employees and gives them money. When I worked at PepsiCo, that was $1,500. I was referring about five people a year to work at PepsiCo. So you do the math. I was making seven, over $7,000 a year just by referring my friends into PepsiCo. Now, the problem why you don't see this being as, as common is because I don't want to refer someone that I don't have some sort of relationship with because then if they do a bad job, it ruins my reputation. So people are protective. But if you follow this step, you're going to be very, very successful at doing this and getting more referrals. And that is the trick here, because like I mentioned in the beginning of the presentation, visibility is more important than ability, right? And what you just did here by creating a target list of companies, finding five people per company, executing this five-step process, you just got yourself some massive visibility. And that's, that is how you stand out over 95% of other candidates because no one is doing this. And so this will allow you to get interviews and remember the graph that I showed you guys earlier, 250 people apply, only four to five get interviews. You're now one of those four and five. You just instantly beat 95% of people. That is the trick. Now, you still have to do the interview, right? And which is what takes us to the next step, right? Now, really quick, before we go into the interview stage, uh, networking, is all networking is not created equal. So, in a level of priority, this is what I want you to focus on. Number one is the hiring manager. Try to find who this hiring manager is. Most job seekers like yourselves are going after recruiters. Recruiters is three on my list. Recruiters get a bunch of messages, but they're not the final decision makers. The hiring managers are. The second best people to connect with are people who will be your coworkers, your potential coworkers, right? People who hold the job that you want. Um, they know more about the job. They can connect with the hiring manager. Number three is recruiters. They're still important, right? Uh, and then number four is anybody else that works in the company. So if you've executed all this, you got to the interview. Congratulations. This is the hardest part. Getting here is the hardest part. Now, one of the things I want you to understand about interviewing, right, is that every company, regardless of its size, even if we're talking about the Facebook, the Amazon of the world, or we're, walk, or we're talking about a small company like Mastering College to Career, or we have about six employees, we all have limited resources. Therefore, we can't just hire every marketer in the world. We can't just hire every software engineer in the world, right? We have to be selective. And if we decide to hire someone, a company cannot use that money for anything else. Therefore, every time a company hires someone, they're making an investment. And if you're making an investment, you have to get your money back. What's my ROI? What's my return on my investment? Now, I don't know about you, but when I make an investment, there's two variables that I have to look at, right? My risk versus my reward. And it's the same thing as a company. So there's two things that a company needs to look at. One, can you do the job and, and how well can you do the job for me to get my money back? But two, 
are you going to stay with me long enough for me to be able to get my money back? Right now, if you've ever, if you've ever been in a situation where you're applying for jobs and you're overqualified for the jobs and you're still not getting a call back and you're like, what is it? I can't get a call back if I'm applying for jobs that I'm not qualified for. I can't get a call back if I'm applying for jobs that I'm overqualified for. Like Daniel, I have no idea what's going on. If you're overqualified for the job, it's a big risk to hire you because the companies know you're probably going to only be there for six, six months, going to use the company as a stepping stone and move on to a better opportunity once you get it, right? And so that is why you need to prove one, you need to prove a couple of things, right? Uh, there's only one question that you ultimately need to answer when you're, when you're applying for the job. And that is, how are you the best investment for the company? And so two things right? You might have three interviews. You might have five interviews. You might have one interview. You might have 10 questions in each interview. It ultimately comes down to these two things. Number one, how hiring you is a low risk investment. And number two, how hiring you gives them a high potential, right? So low risk investment, meaning why do you want to work for that company? And why do you see yourself there for at least two years. If you're an international student, this number needs to be like five years because the investment is much, much higher. Right. And that is why you need to be able to answer why you want to work at that company. And it needs to be more than just because you write a paycheck. Like that is not a good answer. The second thing you need to prove is how do you solve the problem the company is hiring for, right? Every job, regardless of what job you're doing, you either make the company money or you save the company money. Therefore, you need to be able to articulate how you do that. If you're an accountant, how do you save the company money? If you're a software engineer, how do you create products that, that makes the company money? Or how do, you, how do you fix bugs that save the company money? You need to be able to articulate that. Because if you're getting paid $100,000, the problem that you're solving probably needs to be about a $200,000 in savings or probably three or $400,000 in sales to be able to pay for you and give a positive ROI. And if you're not thinking like a business owner, whether you're a business major or not, then you're going to lose this interview to someone that does. Now, here's the thing. It ultimately comes down to proving your potential, proving how you are the best investment. Now, there's two main things that you need to answer. Why you? And why the company? So why the company essentially is proving why um, why the company is essentially going to be talking focus focus on talking about um, what like how do you see yourself there for at least two years? Why is the company so amazing that you want to work there for at least two years? And then why you is talking about how you solve that problem. Now, in our program, when we work with our clients, we help them create something that's called a potential proof document. This is like the wild draw four card in when you're playing Uno. You can use this in any step of the interview process. And whenever you use it, you're guaranteed to move to the next round pretty much. All right. So I'm going to show you some examples. So this is the example of Oscar that he created for Google, right? He created a document aside from his resume and his career portfolio. This is not it. This is a customized document that as you can see, Oscar could only use it for one company. In this scenario is Google. It takes time to make, but the return on investment on this document is just unquantifiable, okay? So in this scenario, Oscar created like the, the Google homepage, 
he then talks about why Oscar, right? So how does Oscar solve the problem that Google is looking for for this particular role? Why Google focusing on more than just money, company mission, company culture, and personal development? Why should Google hire Oscar? Again, minimizing the risk. Again, going and proving and focusing on why he is a great investment. Then he goes and creates a 30, 60 day, 90 game plan, which is extremely important because the first 90 days of your job set the foundation. And when you can go and communicate to a hiring manager that, hey, I'm eager to learn, here's my game plan, right? You are showing them like, oh, us are gonna come in, hit the ground running. It's gonna be an asset to the team. That's what we wanna hire. And then add personality to it. Oscar even says, hey, why should Google not hire him? And if you type something that Google can't find, I'll give you suggestions, right? So this is awesome. Like, this is a great example. Let me show you um, another example. Um, this is for, for Peacock. This is from a client named Sudarshan, who um, is a software engineer, talks about it like if he was a, like a show on Peacock app, uh, gives himself a Rotten tomato score, Again, explains why he wants to work for NBC Peacock, social impact, doesn't play safe, growth potential. And then he goes, season one, episode two, why him, right? His resume customized for the role, 30, 60 day, 90 game plan, recommendations by professors. Um, ultimately, my, my friend got, the, got gets multiple job offers, over six figures, right? Because he's proving the potential, right? He's showing to the company why he's a low risk, and high investment higher, right? Uh, last example for you is Maria Castro with Disney. Uh, same team, that's a little, it, they're all a little bit different, but you can kind of see there's still uh, commonalities built to this. Uh, resume to Disney, why Disney? 30, 60, day, 30, 60 90 day game plan, uh, how she will add value, right? And then message. That's massive. I I'm pretty confident you've never met anybody unless you've worked with me um, that has done something like this. So that clarity allows you to focus. That focus allows you to build yourself and get your visibility by focusing your, and customizing your resume and your LinkedIn page to a particular jobs and industry. When you focus on a handful of jobs and industry, then you find five people per company that allows you to really focus and get visibility from first hiring managers, second, potential coworkers, third, recruiters. That networking, utilizing the five-step process, then allows you to get uh, to the interview. Going to the interview and understanding how you are a safe investment and a high potential investment, creating a potential proof document like the example that I showed you, gets you the job. That's the process. You execute that, nine days later, you're messaging me on LinkedIn, letting me know that you're so happy to have received an offer with one of your dream companies. Now, how do we know it's one of your dream companies? Because you focus on them, right? You're not applying to 200 plus companies. You're only, handle, you're only applying to a handful of companies at the time. Now, this works. It's been proven to work. We have hundreds of hundreds of testimonials that it works. You've been listening to How to Get a Job College Student Edition. We hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to give us a quick rating of the show. 
And if you're listening through Spotify, give us a quick follow to ensure you never miss an episode. And we will catch you guys next week.